I love that Buck Swope. Buck Swope's an interesting cat. This is as creepy a guy as you'll ever encounter. That's right, Buck Swope. Buck Swope, who Doug really is not comfortable yeah. with Buck Swope. Kind of a shutter spook. Swope's one of the best in the business, for my money. Buck Swope? Buck Swope asked Doug his preference on shrubs. Ah! <laughs> I may sue Buck Swope. Buck Swope is struck. I'm pretty high on Swope. If we need an old audio clip, Swope's gonna have it. Why? I don't know, I just know he does. The wonderful Buck Swope. You know Buck Swope? Well, yeah. Seem to have kind of an issue with Buck Swope. Right, it always goes back to Swope. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Mr. Buck T. Swope. What's up, kids? You're listening to Swope's Picks, episode 42. You want to talk Tower T? A little later, we'll be joined by Misty Plops. But right now, we flash back to April 2017. Well, get on with it, motherfucker. Get on with it, motherfucker. Well, get on with it, motherfucker. Guys, Plops here. Please have Doug read this in his master's announcer's voice if possible. Doug, I forward the copy to you. Oh. Uh, Plowboy the music, if you would. Uh, on a 55-degree day at a course like no other, an Afton man in cut-off jeans and his grass-cutting shoes eyes up a 60-yard shot here on number six at the legendary Tower T. Ooh, to grasp the movement of the winds, he stares at the beautiful electrical tower that casts its godlike <laughs> shadow across the moist fairway greenery that consists mainly of clover and yellow zoysia. A plastic bag from the nearby shop and save that's stuck way up high on the <laughs> utility pole dances gently to the east in the April breeze. Meanwhile, a fart from the middle-aged father on the nearby mini-golf course floats like an angel across the crabgrass and comes to a rest 60 yards from the pen. Mr. Jean Shorts certainly smells it, but continues to eye up his shot. As the crowd becomes quiet, the sounds of birds chirping and dimpled baseballs pinging off the aluminum bats comes together for a symphonic performance out here along Heagie Road proper. Ah, yes, only at Tower T, where today you get a snow cone for 50% off if you have a tramp stamp. Misty Plops, a tradition like no other. Misty Plops has just shipped the email today. You want to talk Tower T? You want to talk Tower T? We now flash forward to November 2017. I've decided to boycott Channel 5 because they're selling Tower T. Agreed. That's a St. Louis landmark. I'm going to do it as well. It's owned by Channel 5, and they've decided to sell it so they can put more houses there. And so there goes the, the driving range and the batting cages and the par 3 course that people have been using for it's over half a century. It's owned by Channel 5? That land is. Tegna. They've got their tower there, and they, they've leased that land for years and years. And now they've decided they'd rather have the money, so they're selling the land to a home builder, and they're going to level tower T and put up homes. I don't have this, these same kind of ties to tower T, but I've taken my kid there. A few times. I spent story. so much money there over the year. I've been going there since the 70s. Uh, a lot of people now calling in. You want to start with uh, Swope? Okay. Yeah, How about uh, Buck Swope joining us? Uh, right. Happy early Thanksgiving, sir. Hello, Swope. Hey. What's up, kids? What's First up? First time caller. Oh. <laughs> long time listener? Yeah, long time listener. Right. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, Same to you. Oh, that's tonight, isn't it? So uh, I wanted to call in. I wanted to talk Tower T. I know Doug had a, had a hot take on it last week, and uh, Jennings and I were discussing it the other night. And it was odd to me that there was a public hearing that was postponed, and the and then on the date that the original meeting was supposed to occur, there was an article published by Ben Fredrickson on. F- I don't know if it was in the paper, but it was online, basically saying. 
it's a done deal. It's going to close in sometime in the summer 2018. There's going to be some concerts, and that's it. And, you know, I understand uh, the owner is tired, and he's been pushed around, and they've probably given him an offer that he feels yeah, like the he owner has is to channel, take. The owner is Channel 5. It's Tegna. No, I'm talking about the owner of Tower T. The owner of Tower T. That's, the, well, the, Tegna owns the land. The leash. Right, everybody the else is just renting. I'm, I'm aware of that. Uh, but currently it's zoned to be a uh, golf course, bowling, or tennis. And it's currently the only driving range south of 40 inside of 270. And if it was the last bowling alley south of 40 inside of 270 or the last tennis court or the last swimming pool, you know, we, it doesn't make sense for St. Louis County to get rid of that driving range. Now, does that mean they cannot split the land up and build around it and maybe make it a smaller footprint and let them keep the batting cages and the mini golf and keep maybe half of the driving range and maybe have more, do more with less? I mean, I think Tenga can get their money, but there's no incentive for St. Louis County to rezone this land until you get a developer who can do what's best for the local residents. So they had a and developer that's going to... Isn't that McBride and it Sons? It is McBride Aren't and they Sons. building homes I, there? I'm not, I'm not naming any names. They don't have St. Louis County's best interests in mind, and we are supposed to have elected officials on the county council that are supposed to be looking out for us, and this is an election year. 2018 is an election year, and this is... Uh, Stenger is up for re-election, and Pat Dolan, the county councilman, who this is in his... I believe that's who, who the county councilman is, who this is in his district, and whom the most people are going to be affected by this. And I think even if they have essentially come to terms with Steve, the owner of Tower T, to kind of give him a, a send-off and give him what he needs to be to be satisfied, I think the public has a vested interest in protecting the last driving range south of 40 inside of 270. And I know a lot of people feel the same way, but they just kind of feel like there's nothing we can do about it. And I think a lot of that is because of the media coverage. And I think there's a bit of conflict of interest, given that a big media company owns it. And apparently the Post-Dispatch is not going to cover it, and they're just going to do a puff piece. Even though their guys can't do live reads on the air, they can do puff pieces about about Tower T. Well, let me ask hmm. you, Swope, what what could the what could the citizens and the politicians do if Channel Five owns the land? A guy well, wants to buy is, the land, and they say, "Okay, we're selling it to you." He can do what he wants with the land and build no, houses. Can he? The point is, the land is worth more if they rezone it. The sale is hinges on the rezoning of the land. So there's a step here that has not happened. That everything hinges on, and they were they, they sensed what happened was they sensed a whole bunch of people were going to show up to that meeting. Yeah. And so what they did was they postponed it, and they met privately behind closed doors, and then they had Ben Fred write this article to just kind of make everybody think it was a done deal. But th- that isn't the case. It's still zoned to be a bowling alley or a golf course or a tennis court and they they just want it to kind of go away and they're going to do it quietly later and hope nobody should hope nobody notices now will there will there be a rezoning meeting i know that they had they canceled the one that they had originally scheduled will there be one well that's kind of where i'm getting with this is we don't know i i've reached out to uh one of Steve Stenger's spokespeople, who happened to follow me on Twitter, and he has not replied. And I'm calling in today to try and uh, maybe put some political pressure on somebody in Clayton to comment on this or somebody in who's still doing journalism to maybe Doug, maybe you can get down there and see what's going on. Cause I know you feel strongly about this yes, and, and just find out what is the deal. Because again, I'm not trying to get in the way. If, if it's really in St. Louis County's best interest to develop that land, let's develop it, but let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Let's at least keep a small enough footprint so that they can do the mini golf, the batting cages and the driving range. Swope, 
Thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Brought heat. All right. Thanks for taking my call. All right. Thank you. Happy Swope Thanksgiving. Team. That's uh, Buck Swope, Doug. Buck is right as it related to Tower T. They didn't want to have that meeting. They knew there was going to be a lot of people at that meeting talking about why are we getting rid of Tower T. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a sense, on the golf side of things for people in this area, Tower T is like uh, Ted Drew's for golfers. Oh, yeah. That's true. And baseball players. Yeah, absolutely. How many guys took their sons or daughters to go hit in those cages or play their first round of golf on the short course? My dad used to take me all the time to Tower T. My high school team practiced before we could play on the, you know, before the, in March, we'd go and and hit balls at, at Tower T. It's, you know, if you're a golfer or a St. Louisan involved in Recreation, you've probably been to Tower G. I've been going there since the 70s. I, I was going to the the batting cages when they were on the Manchester Road there yep. and moved to the Tower T location. Since the 70s, I've, I've been there every year, numerous times every year. Maybe the area could do without the par 3 course. Maybe if there's a compromise, they could build their houses where the par 3 course is now and leave the driving range and the batting cages alone. Something. Hopefully. You'd think they'd like a nice driving range that they could... Uh walk to or drive to uh, you think it would pretty close you think it would enhance the areas the value of the other homes it's a quality of, of life issue I think. you need some you need parks you need places where people can go and enjoy themselves you want to talk tower t you want to talk tower t we now flash forward to april 2018 it'll be a good afternoon a little chilly in the morning but warm afternoon so. what are you gonna go out there and work on your uh, lob wedge i won't no Oh, gosh, I don't have time. You think journalism allows wedge play? I'm going to say I'll be over at Tower T around 2 if you want to meet me there. Hurry up, Tower, the T's, again. Tower T's closing in 1st of July. You got to get oh, over Oh, is that there. right? Yeah. Tower T's closing? I'm going to get as much plan. as I can in there, yeah. I thought Swope saved it. Well, they still have to get past some zoning requirements, and that could be a problem. But the the people that own the driving range and the batting cages are concerned that the owners of the land simply won't renew their lease even if they don't get the zoning that they want, and then these businesses will be forced to leave, and then the land will just sit there, and after a while, the city of Afton will just say, okay, you can have the land. That's kind of the way they're thinking it's going to play out. It's a shame. It's a landmark. Yeah. There's a lot of movement there among the citizens to say, don't close it down. We don't want the excess traffic, because they're talking about building hundreds of houses there. So there is a groundswell of support to try to deny this from happening, but I don't know that it's going to work. The big money corporations usually get their way. Not always, but probably will in this case. And so, getting back to Tower T, you better hurry up and get your practice in. Yep. I've been out there twice, and it's packed every... I know, it always is. It's always always packed. I mean, the driving range is full. You got people playing. I mean, it is... it It amazes me how it's... I mean, it's obviously doing very well for itself, you would think. Oh yeah, the Very owner of the driving upkeep, range doesn't. I mean, the owner of the driving range doesn't want to close it. It's the owner of the land which oh, okay. owns Channel Five. Oh, it's Channel, it's Channel oh. Five closing it down. Channel Four is the one that got you evicted, right? Just I, yeah. right. Channel, Channel Four, four got you evicted. Out. Yeah, but Channel, Channel Five is, wants to take away your driving tower. To take away your driving range. I don't know what's which worse. Which is far more serious. <laughs> and I took Tyler to the batting cages there, and you rake. And so the, the, here's the interesting thing: is that you give them money. And then they give you bitcoins, and you put those bitcoins no, in the don't. batting. That's bitcoin. No, true. those are coins. Are those, bit, those are bitcoins. Those are not bitcoins. If they, were, if they were, don't put them into the machine. Put them in your pocket and, and buy different coins. Put them in the pocket. I was there just pocket, this week. Pocket, I was there looking for bitcoins. Pocket. I wasn't looking for bitcoins. I was looking to work on my hitting. 
Hey, were you really? Yeah. <laughs> really? You making a comeback? No offense, you're 70. What, yeah. what is going on? I, I want to be, be able to hit till I'm 80. Good for you. Uh, let's see what we got here. OMG, Doug and the geezers in this town are what, what's holding it back. We need development and new housing stock in the county, the county to stop everyone from moving across the river and making the center of the region in Warrington. That's from the 314. Oh, oh. stop. Doug is saying that they... He's hoping that they save Tower T, which is an iconic place locally. Right. And all of a sudden, that makes you an old geezer. This is a place where 100 or more people go on a daily basis to, to practice golf and baseball and play a par three say, course. And putter around. Say what, putter that, around. Those aren't valuable. Why don't we just get rid of every park inside 270 and say, hey, what we need is more housing stock. Let's get rid of every park. Let's take whatever golf courses we have and get rid of them and put up housing. That doesn't make any sense. You want to talk Tower T? 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 Cut that off. That can be used as Alpinas. You want to talk golf drop going forward. Yeah. Doug, you want to talk Tower T? Okay, if you'd like to, sure. Yeah. That affects me. So I edited a little video using your audio from Friday. I posted it on FaceBat. You haven't seen it on FaceBat, Doug, because you have me blocked on FaceBat. What'd you do? You must have done something nasty. You can see it on Twitter. You can see it on Twitter. You know what I did. We covered it. On at TMA Live in your Best Buy thread, remember you were on uh, Best Buy's right, right. They wiped out my computer, and yep. they asked, they asked you, and you were you were recapping it, and you were hopping mad, yep. and then they said something like, "Will you come into the store, and then that'll you can let us know the best position or something?" And I replied, "Doggy style is Doug's favorite." Ah, you're blo- blocking right there. You blocking. And then I have a, I have a screenshot of a message of you DMing me right before you blocked me, telling me how vile I was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've screenshotted that and produced. I, I presented it to you. That'll get you blocked. Me live. Yeah. yeah, that'll get you That's blocked. Fine. But I'm just saying, you can find it on Twitter. You haven't blocked me on Twitter. Well, let me. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, I'm still in the clear there. Okay. But the point being is Tower T. They <laughs> they're successful. They're a successful operation. Yeah. They've been there for 55 years. Mm-hmm. It's owned by Channel Five. It's zoned for golf. The only way that it's making money is as a recreational driving range, batting cages, all that. But, of course, because it's sitting in real estate inside of 270, there's people who make who do who build houses that want to build houses on it. Of course, there's people that want to build houses on every open plot of land in St. Louis County because they know they can get money for it. They can build houses that they build way out in the exurbs, and they can charge double for them if they build them in Apton. So that doesn't mean that we should rezone it and let some corporation in Virginia cash in on our on the land in our county when that's the it's like an endangered species. It's the only mm-hmm. public driving range inside of 270 south of 40. And it's still bu- it's busier than ever because of that. Pro-Am South closed. It's now a church. There's no way that it's in St. Louis County's best interest to rezone this land, which gets us to why haven't we heard anything about this? Stanger hasn't said anything about it. But does that really surprise us with him? You got Pat Dolan. Pat Dolan is the one who really controls this. This is in his district. If he doesn't give it the green light, it's not going to happen. I emailed him about it on Friday after McBride Barra released their PR. He didn't get back to me. So I'm starting to think he's he's on the take. I'm starting to think. Actually, I shouldn't say that. No, I shouldn't could. say anything. I shouldn't say anything like that. I'm starting to think he doesn't respect the the fact that there's a lot of people upset about this. He doesn't think there's any chance he's going to lose his job. So he's just going to ignore it. He's going to lay in the cut. He's going to let the developers get everything, knowing that 
it's probably the path of least resistance for him. And I think we need to prove him wrong. I'm seeing him. I'm seeing Safe Tower T signs in Shrewsbury now. Uh, you know, my video had over a thousand views. There's definitely movement on this. And, you know, I think you guys all talked, except for Tim, everybody on the show, Doug, Plowsy, and Kat, all talked about specifically going there for batting cages. I've been there five times range. this year already. Yeah. And it's so only it's been like, about one good getting, day. Why are we getting rid of this place? We all use it. Like, I might go there once a year, but I'm going to go there a lot more in 10 years when my kids are older. Like, I don't want, to, I don't want this thing to go away. And I def- certainly don't want it to go away to build a bunch of houses just so some... Virginia Corporation can cash in on the land and sell it to some builder who's going to squeeze 150 houses in there. I've heard the concern is among the people that are running the driving range and the batting cages is that even if the zoning doesn't go through right now, the owners will simply uh, not renew the lease of the people. Right. Well, that is that and is then kind then of... they'll just sit there vacant until finally they say, "Okay, I guess we better give you that, your zoning." I was speaking with someone who's married to a fairly prominent St. Louisan uh, a while ago about this. And he was like, well, what's going to happen is if you do that, he, he kind of outlined how they were going to play it. And that's kind of to be expected. And I think business as usual, that's how it works. But in this case, the owner is channel five and they had, we can make it. And Doug, you have every vested interest to do this. We can make it more costly to their public image than the, any money they're going to make selling Tower T. We can permanently damage their brand by attaching this to them. And, and the thing is, they can stall. They still have to get it rezoned. Channel 5 is, should be making money on the land. If they want to shut it down, they're going to get a whole bunch of negative publicity, and then we're still going to show up at that meeting. And if Pat Dolan thinks that it's going to just go away, he's wrong. They're on notice. Pat Dolan's on notice. KSDK's on notice. And uh, I think I'm not going to sit sit for it. No, you should. Okay, all right, Buck Swap, wonderful. Now here's the deal: Tucker is on the line, and he would okay. like to have a conversation with you. You want to talk Tower T? You want to talk Tower T? We now flash forward to June 2018. I am told that we do have sound from uh, Buck Swap. I assume he'll be there tonight at TMA Live, as he is the show historian, and the show may know. well advance tonight. You never yeah. know. Well, he's a- yeah. We have a two minute. Uh, audio clip of him talking about Tower T. It does it looks to be at like a, uh, a town hall meeting yeah, of some it's kind. A, it's at a, a county, St. Louis County, it's council, a county meeting. council meeting. Yeah. And uh, hold on, let's take a vote to see if we we want to hear this, Iggy. You want to hear it? Yeah, because I can go out and smoke. Yeah, it takes two minutes to go smoke. Yeah, let's listen. I want to hear. He's trying to save Tower T and not turn it over. I saw the video and it's fun. You can't see it, but go YouTube if you want to see it. He's standing in front of the podium with his. Does he have green a green jacket? The green jacket, the green jacket on, jacket uh, on. acting like a politician. Channel. I kind of like it. All right, here's Swope. All right, go ahead and hit the lever, Plowsy. The Buck Swope Joint. I'm here to talk about Tower T. Show of hands, how many on the council have used the driving range specifically at Tower T? Love it. I would say um, you have a ch- you have 10 days, I think, until it's possibly going to shut down. I would recommend everyone go there and just hit a small bucket and see not just the natural beauty that will be lost, but the collection of people that use that facility every day. This place brings together old, young, black, white, men, women, the most casual players and the players that play every day. Everyone comes here to Tower T and... It's just a place to escape all of the problems of your world and just have this solace. It's the only surviving public driving range south of 40 inside of 270. 
It's zoned for golf, tennis, or bowling. It's not in the resident's best interest to rezone it for residential. It's just not. We're, we would be losing the only driving range we have, and there's no practical place that another one could crop up now that the area is so densely developed. I know that there's powerful lobbying interests that want this project to go through, but it's we have zoning laws for a reason, and we have elected officials for a reason, and it's to represent the interests of the people and the residents, and our best interests are to keep this land zoned for recreation, and I know there's a landowner that wants to get out of it if we need to bridge corporate money, public money, private donations, whatever we need to do, we need to figure it out and save this for my kids and my kids' kids. That's all I got to say. But I'm so with Buck Swope on this one. I am too. So 100. Have you guys thought about uh, a protest? You and Plowsy, two guys that have uh, a media platform, maybe sleeping on a billboard or chaining yourself naked to a tree or something like that, that again? To, to, to bring it's, attention to it. It seems like this decision has already been made and it really doesn't matter. It's one of those, not saying pointless protests, but it's one of those to where even if you make good points... I'm pretty sure it's set in stone that this is going to be rezoned and then there will be housing units there. I, I just don't see it turning out any other way. So protests to me seem kind of pointless. But I do like the neighbors. They have those signs in the yard mm. about, you know, how how it will be a detriment to the neighborhood. And so I completely agree with them. But I think this is already a done deal. But I, sometimes you protest when you think it's uh, not a done deal. Or even if you think it might be. Yes, if you're passionate it about it, certainly. But then, then you reach a point of critical mass where maybe it's not too late. I don't know that it's necessarily a done deal that they're going to get the rezoning on it. Otherwise, but it's a done deal that Tower they Key is. They probably wouldn't be holding these public uh, forums as they are now. But the owner of the driving range says he's retiring. He wants out. He's ready to go. He's not fighting it to say... You're taking my business away. I've been here. I've been a good corporate citizen. He's had enough, and he's ready to retire. I think the Florida is where he's going. You want to talk Tower T? You want to talk Tower T? I am interested in Tower T, though. What, what well, are the, you, what are the chances that I'll it tell stays you this. alive? I'll tell you this. I don't want to say too much. There's a lot of hearsay and a lot of innuendo and stuff. But I will say that based on conversations I've had today, I do think there is potential for a compromise and some sort of deal that would allow – it to either remain open or it might even they might be able to reject the pro the project entirely there might be enough votes to stop it so i think just if you're if you're interested in the, if you live in the county contact your representative and let them know that you want them to vote against it and if they don't give you a good answer there's a primary coming up you might be able to vote against them and send a message that way when is the vote uh well the vote on the actual tower t they have not actually proposed the plan yet and I got an email today with the agenda for the July rezoning uh, he hearing, and they are they are not on the agenda for July, so it'll be August will be the next chance that they could potentially do it. What does that mean? It's not going to close July 8th? The closing has more to do with the, the optics, and they want to get it shut down to get people to forget about it. That's really the whole objective of getting it to close. But the guy that owns it... Wants to retire, right? Is well, there another the, the is there another person willing to keep it going? I, there's plenty of people that are willing to keep it going that work there. The issue is the guy that, that was running it was basically playing a game of chicken, and he basically made a deal that allowed him to stay open into 2018, and he's 
bound to that agreement, and I believe I, I don't know the specifics of that agreement, but I know that that's part of what he did, and he had to do what he had to do. But there's still the rezoning process that has not happened, and there's a lot of opposition to it. And there, I have heard chatter that might be willing to compromise because they're worried that it might not pass. So just the fact that we're hearing that tells us we've got their attention. We need to keep the pressure on. There might be an even better solution in play. And uh, you can't get complacent, but I think we're on, we're on the right track. We've got their attention. You're a good spokesman, and you've done good work. Buck Swope. All right, thank you, Swope. See you. Trying to keep Tower T alive. That's a great American. That's yep. how America works. You want to talk Tower T? You want to talk Tower T? We now flash forward to July 2018. Uh, Doug, joining us right now, a legend at Tower T, which just closed this past weekend. Doug, you were there. Very sad. I went, yeah. And also uh, has played in five PGA championships, including 1998 in Sahali when I followed him around. That's in uh, Seattle. And the PGA championship less than a month away. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome to the program Bob Gauss. Bob, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Very good. Oh, How are you sorry. doing uh, with uh, the, you know, the last few days with Tower T shutting down? I would imagine pretty emotional for you. Well, yeah, it's a little disappointing, obviously. Um, you know, I'm still kind of in shock a little bit, kind of hard to believe after 56 years. You know, my favorite place has gone away, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's, you know, you got to, I guess, move on with the times. But, uh, yeah, it's it's very disappointing. We had a, we had a number of people, uh, and I guess there became a campaign on social media that, that wanted to see, you know, became like Save Tower T. Is there or was there any chance of, of that happening, or has that ship sailed, Bob? Well, I think it has sailed. Um, you know, I know there's a group, you know, Save Tower T. It's all over the – the signs are all over the neighborhood over there on Higgy Road. Um, but I, I believe it's a done deal. I know Steve's out. He's, uh, you know, he's had a good run. He's 64 years old. I don't think he wants to deal with paying off a $5 million note for the next 10 or 12 years and running the range. So, you know, when he kind of left, it, it kind of went away pretty quick. And so I know these people are trying, but it's it's pretty much a done deal. I guess the only thing left is the the zoning. Is that, is that correct? Whether well, they're not sure yet whether McBride builders have the proper zoning or, or have that approval well, yet. Well, that's that's the only hurdle they have left. But they they certainly so, don't seem too uh, too worried about it. So uh, you know, it's they got to pass that zoning. You know, I don't know when they're going to do that. They keep pushing it back and pushing it back. But uh, once that hurdle's jumped over, they're, they're you know they'll be running pretty quick putting their 150 homes in there but i don't think anything's going to stop this it's pretty much a done deal yeah i suppose even if they don't get that zoning now the businesses that are there are going to be forced to shut down and leave so it'd be hard to resurrect it again even if the zoning does become an issue yeah i you know i (laughs) that would be interesting if something happened and they hadn't torn anything down yet maybe we can get back in there or some version of it uh but uh it's it's not looking that way certainly is uh like I said, I believe it's a done deal, so it's bad. You want to talk Tower T? You want to talk Tower T? I'm here to talk about Tower T. Councilman Dolan, uh, you went to the 4th of July parade in Webster Groves this year? Yes. While you were there, did someone approach you and did you and ask you to save Tower T, and did you reply that it was a done deal? To clarify that, I what I said was the sale... Of the property was done. They would, we have nothing to do with that. But you would 
concur that the rezoning is not a done deal. There hasn't been any rezoning brought to this council or to well, the there was, there was one that was proposed and it was postponed last year. It didn't come to this council. <clears throat> but you're aware that it was, it was proposed and you saw that proposal? Uh, there was a proposal that was pulled from the planning and zoning last October, November, something right. like that. Right, okay. And then in December, I remember you said you were going to hold a town hall to kind of before that process and you were going to explain the process and yes. we're here eight months later we're here eight months later and we haven't had that town hall well has it come to planning zoning yet but you can still no, hold, you can still so engage at a town hall yet because there's nothing to have a town hall about you, until it comes to planning you can zoning. still you can still engage the community there's still thousands of people community daily okay um i mean when i contacted you i didn't get a reply for several days and then i got one from your assistant and then he uh, i mean i didn't get anything from you so we well, got a response from my office. Regarding um, your, one of your opponents in the upcoming election, Lisa Clancy, uh, tweeted out, regarding Tower T, there's another issue here. Both Stenger and Dolan count McBride or associates as campaign contributors. Can you, do you dispute that, or can you confirm or deny that? Well, this is not a political debate, but I, as long as, along with almost everybody on this council, they can speak for themselves. Four and a half years ago, I received a campaign contribution, yes. Okay. Well, I just, I bring it up because I also remember a few weeks ago, you uh, abstained when everyone else voted to uh, investigate um, Stenger, and you abstained and said you needed time to review it, and then a week later, you voted no. So did you not have a problem with the $365,000 campaign contribution to something that then turned into... They got, they benefited from county offices being moved that ended up costing taxpayers money. You didn't see a problem with any of that? There's, this is not a political rally here. I, problem, the reason I have well, this, this is my I, chance to get answers from I you. was handed the 115-page document an hour and a half before the meeting. If and you abstained. If you lived in the council district, I wouldn't be representing you fairly by voting on something I didn't get a chance to right. look at. A week later, you voted no, though. So did you and read I it? I got a chance to look at it. And, okay. And then I just wanted to close with, I think, if we had real leadership, you would be engaging the community and you would be finding common ground with, with the new development and the residents. Uh, we need real leadership and we can get real leadership on August 7th. You want to talk Tower T? You want to talk Tower T? And then I think Swope went to the St. Louis County City Council thing mm -hmm. last night. Are you aware of this? Yes. Yes, he sent me some video of it. And what, he like went after Steve Stanger? Like he was cross-examining the people up there on the on the bench, some of the county officials. Swope call in. He did a pretty good job. It was impressive. So you're a Buck Swope guy now. Welcome to the club. Yeah, on this issue, I definitely am. He's doing his best to try to save Tower T. He really has tried hard to do that. So where is it at right now? Uh, the place is closed down. They've auctioned off everything, right? I believe they've tried to, and they are trying to get the zoning permit still to turn a uh, park area into residential. I, I don't believe yet that they have cleared that hurdle to uh, get the zoning permit to start construction. Hmm. And how long, Tower T? How, how long that takes, I don't know. But in the meantime, the businesses that were there, the driving range and the batting cage, they have had to close up because their leases have now expired. So the place is empty. We should open a batting cage. Well, it's a tough business now. The, the batting cage business there at Tower T uh, hadn't done as well financially as it's done in recent years because there have been so many indoor cages spring up. There's so many places around town now where 
former major leaguers are giving batting practice tips and making 60 bucks an hour doing that and it's become a cottage industry and don't say you cottage can, you can do it year round and never have to worry about the weather and that's how people hit that's how teams hit now it used to be you'd go to tower t and you'd see a team of little leaguers out there they'd run a cage for half an hour and one guy would take 10 swings and the next kid would run in well those days are gone because now they rent indoor cages and do that that's sad though because i grew up on an outdoor cage maple grove golf course yep. in uh, temperance michigan and those are my memories, and I appreciate a place like that. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't lose those places. No, I know. Yeah, I was really sad to see Tower T shut down. And you want to hit outside. Baseball is an outside game. I know. And you want to be able to see where your ball goes. I like that, too. You want to see that launch angle. I want to try to hit the Cubs sign to get a free game. Correct. Swing around, swing around Fun Town has still got some down there in People Fenton. People change. You think that's where some of the guys are going to hit balls the week of the PJ Championship? Swing around Fun Town? No, that's not a driving range. That's a baseball. If they're looking to get some batting practice, that's probably where they'd go. You should give lessons. <laughs> I don't know that I could give batting lessons. You show people the video of you taking uh, Tom Terrific deep, and you say, do what I do. Yeah, swing like this. And you think just that would be a second uh, or a third job for me. Yeah. To teach hitting by showing videos of what I did 35 years ago with a guy throwing batting practice fastballs to me. That's enough. That'd be fun. Doug, my Papa Bear's going to be volunteering at Bell Reeve for the PGA. Would you like to meet behind Nipper for old times' sake? Mmm. That's from the Shrewsbury 70 students. <laughs> There'd be no old times' sake about it. I've never, I never went to Nipper. It's not even called Nipper. It's Knifer. What school mm. did you go to? I went to North Kirkwood <laughs> Junior High. What elementary? Well, I went to Tillman and before that, Crestwood Elementary mm. School. Mm. But Kirk I don't meet anybody behind any of these schools. Kirkwood Senior High? And I haven't since like the 60s. So you acknowledge but that even you then, meet... I didn't meet them. If I met them, it mm. was to play baseball mm. or something. Ah. Mm. Sounds mm. like the swinging 60s, I though. I certainly didn't meet anybody for old time's sake behind Nipper Junior High. And it's not even Nipper, it's Nipper. <laughs> How about we meet there for old time's sake? <laughs> what kind of comment is that? Look, uh, Buck Swopes on the appliances counter phone line. Hello, uh, ah, Buck Swopes. Hello, Swopesy. What's up, kids? Well, don't <laughs> call us kids. <laughs> So, you know, it's funny. I called in and I tried to call from memory and I dialed 877 Cub Talk, and that is an adult phone. That is like a, a porn number. Oh, you probably got charged 100 well, bucks. Imagine how many phone calls are going to 877 Cub Talk right now? It's an effective yeah, library. Yeah, you should check it out. For a second, I thought maybe it was. For a second, I thought it was maybe some new station, uh, like, recording. But, uh, not the case. I guess uh, no. it was not the case. Yeah, I, I listened for a little while, and then I realized it wasn't. So, yeah, you wanted me to call in to talk about, yeah, I went to the county council last night. And so I, I haven't seen the video, so you, you went and you uh, held Steve Stanger accountable? Is that what happened? I did. The, the video doesn't come out for a day or two, so that won't be out. Maybe maybe today, maybe tomorrow. And I usually go in, and I kind of like Swope's picks. I go in and kind of chop it up and add some some captions and just kind of make it easier to watch most people don't want to watch a hour-long county council meeting it's more boring than church but uh if you get like the exciting parts edited in uh you know it, it, it plays pretty well sure so yeah I, I talked to stenger or last night specifically I, a lot of people did it was actually uh the most people see he doesn't usually go to the meetings or he skipped a bunch so i think when people think he's going to be there or people see that he's going to be there they uh they sign up and 
hold him accountable. And I specifically went after him on, you know, he's trying to paint himself as this, you know, uh, you know, he got elected on being an auditor and I'm going to clean up the county. And it seems like they did an audit, didn't find anything wrong. And then ever since the audit was, you know, completed, it's been one thing after another. Huh. Well, what about Tower T? I didn't talk about Tower T last night. I talked about Stenger. But uh, last week and the week before, or the meeting before, I did talk about Tower T and the rezoning that is not done. They haven't, they haven't submitted the rezoning. And in order to get the deal to complete, they need to pass the rezoning. So if the rezoning fails, the, you know, the option to buy will, will not happen, um, at least according to the way it was reported originally last fall. So, um, so in, in that case, I think we're, we're, we've got a few council people that are hearing our, uh, our resistance to the plan, and it's not going to be voted on until the developers decide they want to formally submit the plan. So right now it's sitting idle. There's a bunch of people who have purchased uh, one guy purchased the pavilion. A bunch of people purchased a lot of the um, the different parts of, I guess, the, the mini golf and different things. And there is there is some momentum to try and be able to bring it back if we can get the rezoning stopped. But you have to stop the rezoning before you can get anything else. So that's we're kind of in a holding pattern. We go every week or every time there's a meeting and just make sure that you know the, the people that are kind of the swing boats are are hearing our argument and. When it comes time to actually have the vote, we feel pretty good that we're going to have enough votes to stop it. Huh. So there is a chance that a few years down the road, Tower T could return to its past glory. There's still a I chance. Would think by, I, would, I, mean, I would think hopefully by next, by next spring, next summer. I mean, I'm not really involved on any of that. I just think this has to play out at some point. They can't just leave. I mean, I understand where the owner, KSDK, is from their position, and they kind of have to let it play out. But if they can't get it rezoned by the end of the year, they really need to explore either an alternative buyer or find an alternative tenant. Hmm. Well, you've done good work on this, Buck Swope. Thank you on behalf of all of us Tower T lovers that there's someone out there fighting on our side. Well, someone's got to do it. You want to talk Tower T? You want to talk Tower T? We now flash forward to September 2018. here to talk about Tower T. It's been roughly two months since Tower T shut down. Uh, we still haven't seen any rezoning plans. Um, I'm not sure why the property had to be shut down prematurely before it, it was the rezoning was approved, but be that as it may, uh, it seems like the public is, aside from showing up to these meetings and I guess a recent uh, primary election, uh, re- relatively has little recourse and little say in this matter. So we're going to keep showing up to these meetings. Uh, I go to lots of different clients and I'm around town and people see me and they, they I don't even really know these people that well and they're <coughs> asking me, what's the latest with Tower T? What's, what's going to happen? And I tell them <coughs> that, you know, at some point there's going to be a, a rezoning proposal and we'll get 15 or so days notice and then we're all going to show up to that meeting and speak. Uh, in mass, and I hope that the people that have been following this issue over the last year will remember all of us that have come up here and spoke on it, and you will go with what is best for the residents of St. Louis County. Thank you. Michael Burton here. Just want to throw some facts out to you. Uh, I've spoken with John Eilerman, I guess maybe three times now. Uh, the last time I spoke to him, maybe 20 minutes or so, uh, he told me that he's going to be putting this proposal in, so it is going to be voted on um, after January 1st. So I think that's some pretty uh, important news. Councilman Harder, who's an employee of McBride & Sons, has 
assured me he's going to be recusing himself when it comes to the vote. Councilman Trakas has come to our meetings, came to one of our meetings, and um, has told us to keep fighting, and I'm, I'm hoping he's going to be with us when the vote comes down. And uh, the councilwoman for the 5th uh, will also be voting to stop the rezoning when she takes that seat January 1st. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, we still have our petition going around, petition protest. Uh, Terry's been doing amazing work. I believe we're at the 25%, and if that is the case, that's it. That's it. Okay, so now we need to start talking about the next step. So I've read a couple of these to you before, but this one really stuck with me, so I wanted to read it to you. This is just from somebody that loves Tower T. He wrote this on in, in July. Say goodbye to Tower T this weekend. A St. Louis institution, my playground for 40 years, where I taught my kids and wife to play golf, where I got better at hitting a baseball, where my daughter got better at hitting a softball, where my son got better at hitting a baseball, where the Bulldogs got better at hitting baseballs where I got sick on cherry snow cones, and where most importantly I became the mediocre golfer that I am today. This place provided me with much needed therapy for four decades. Pissed off? Go to Tower T and hit a bucket. Depressed? Go to Tower T and hit a bucket. Feeling good about my golf game? Go to Tower T, hit a bucket, and get pissed off because my slice is back. Afton will be a lot less enjoyable without you. Fun fact, Lou and I have played the par three course dozens of times, Lou is his son. He's never beaten me. Well, last week in our final farewell, farewell round, he was leading me by three strokes and with three holes to go. What do I do? I chip in a birdie on 16, par 17, and sink a 40-foot birdie putt on 18 to secure a one-stroke victory. The golf gods didn't want the old man to lose. Thank you all. You want to talk Tower T? You want to talk Tower T? We now flash forward to January 2019. Doug, this is oh. a mic on the appliances oh, kind of phone lines. Hello, Mike. 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 Nurse. Hello, Mike. Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, yes. Hey, yes. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey. What's up, Jim? Hey, do you consider uh, Bennington a hot goaltender right now? Who's that for me? Or yeah, you, you must mean Doug, right? No, Jim. Yeah. Yep. We'll answer the question. I said, yeah, he's a well, hot say tender. say it so we can hear it. Well, he's off. it's obvious. He's had two starts. He's given up one goal. He's the first goalie in Blues history to, to do that when he's played the entire game. Well, that's all he's asking. Is that the answer you're looking for, Mike? Thanks, Mike. Mike! That was really important. <laughs> Is that it? That's the whole call? Where was he going? Here's it again. He's not happy. He's oh, not hello, Iggy. What happened? Well, I'll make this. I'll make this. You are the call screener. I'll make this quick. Don't ever call again, Mike. <laughs> oh, my God. That was rough. <laughs> You said you you sat there and told me for like eight minutes what you want to talk about, and that was what you came up with. What do you want to talk about? I'll what? say drink bleach. I'll beat the textures to it. That's what did you want to talk about? You were not able to beat the textures. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to call and talk about the Blues. I mean, their goaltending situation, I thought it was great last night. Two good games for him. Uh, is this going to be a hot streak? And then he gets on, uh, is he hot? Well, maybe he froze That's your up. call. Well, guys, guys, I'm get, in no mood to answer phone calls like that Guys get intimidated, today, so. Iggy. You don't know because you've been around... You know, the, you've been around great. You have celebrity friends. These are people. It's their first, really, uh, chance no, to interact with celebrity. Because we went to him, he wasn't there yesterday. Very so that's the second day. But today he got through and actually asked that question. So anyway, make your make your call smarter today when I'm back there. Okay. Yeah, show notes. Uh, hey, Mike, go dig a hole, then put yourself in it. Uh, Mike, head to behind Nipper. 
and order a bleach cocktail at the Tushy booth. Okay. Uh, let's see. Mike, go off yourself with a gallon of bleach behind Nipper. Wow, two Nipper bleach themed. It's not Nipper. It's Nifer. <laughs> it's Nifer. <laughs> you still go there? Just no. hang? No, I don't go there. I don't. I was there briefly when I was about a seventh or eighth grader. Doug, uh, here's uh, something going on. You know, uh, TMA listeners in the news. So yesterday... Uh, Buck Swope, and I, it, I feel like where Swope is, news happens. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, it's local, a news hound. local TV news affiliates will have, you know, uh, if if news happens, we're there for you. They're always caring for the viewer, uh, which is so helpful. But in this case, it seems like when there's news, Buck Swope is there, and mm -hmm. he's there before anybody else. Right. And so yesterday, a car was trying to pass... A loop trolley. Oh no! Another trolley story. And, right. and when and when the vehicle did, the loop trolley ripped off the driver's side door. Yeah. Uh, Buck Swope was there to capture it. What does he have? A, like a little scanner? <laughs> I don't know. All I see is from Buck Swope, and then he also posted this on the fan page. So it's at Buck Swope on Twitter, and then he's all over the fan pin, of course. Uh, this car lost its door trying to pass the loop trolley. Uh, Lisa Eisenhower of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch said, Buck, can we use your photos on stltoday.com with credit? Mm -hmm. And Swope responds, yes, everyone besides KSDK is free to use them. Hashtag <laughs> save Tower T. Uh, I saw that. How great is that? Somebody from KSDK uh, directly tweeted at him asking for permission. And what was Buck Swope's response? He told him no as well. Swope. Let's see, he texted me that response. Let's see. How come they ask permission? Of Buck Swope to use a Twitter pick, but they can just steal our post game interviews without any courtesy yeah. and don't think twice about it. Here's what Why the, is that fair? Here's what the guy replied directly to Buck. I won't mention the guy at Channel 5's name. He probably wouldn't. He says, Hi, my name is, and I work at KSDK. Can we use these pictures on TV and online? And Buck replies, No. As long as Tower T is shut down, KSDK is on my S list. Everyone else can use them besides KSDK. Buck the, the Swope. <laughs> You know what? Nothing against KSDK, but you got to admire Swope. And then I saw the coverage, and KSDK did the story, but didn't use the pictures, and everybody else was using the pictures. You want to talk pictures. Tower T? You want to talk Tower T? <laughs> He's a man of principle, this Swopesy. And you know what? He's dynamic. It's like... When there's when there's an issue, it's like they put up not the bat signal but the swope signal, and he's there. Yeah. Well, it's just good old fashioned shoe leather journalism. He's on the street wearing out his shoes, whatever it takes to to capture the images. He's got that camera with him all the time too. I guess all of us have a camera with us, but he he's got that big zoom. Then uh, Doug, your coworker at KMOV, Alexis Zotos, is that how you pronounce her yes. last name? Uh -huh. She asked Buck Swope. Uh, hi, this is Alexis with KMOV. Can we share your photo? And Swope said, yes, anything for at Doug Vaughn KMOV. And then Alexis said, he appreciates you. And then Buzz McAllister, who I believe is uh, uh, an actor from uh, Home Alone, is he not? Yeah. Uh, watch this, uh, Doug. Take a, take, a, take a listen to the inflection. Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, and then Buzz shows a picture to Alexis of you eating... I guess a candy bar and a gentleman next to you kind of watching longingly as you put the... Oh, that was at the PGA tournament. Oh, you remember where you did this for this guy? Uh, Yeah, I think Why so. Why is that guy watching you like you're <laughs> doing something for him? We were eating at the PGA golf tournament. No, no, no. He's not eating. I've never met a dildo I didn't <laughs> okay, think Hoff, could use okay. an extra inch or two. Hoffsey. 
Well, I appreciate Swope's work yesterday. Thank you, Buck. Thank you, Buck Swope. You want to talk Tower T? You want to talk Tower T? We now flash forward to May 2019. The following is courtesy of KMOX. We're going to talk about Tower T with Steve Walkenbach. He's originally from St. Louis, and now he's going to be the new owner of that property. And uh, I think we're going to keep the batting cages and maybe the par three. And Well, we'll find out what he and his partner, Mike Shamia, have planned for there. Well, it's been an issue for some time. What's going to happen to Tower T? And I think we have an answer in the studio today in the form of Steve Walkenbach, native of Afton. Now he's living in God's country, Arizona. Mike Shamia is with us. He's his business partner. Mike, I think you're a St. Louis guy right now, are you not? That's correct. I am. Well, good to have you guys here. Let's start with you. Uh, I guess McBride Homes has stepped aside, and now you are walking into the land formerly known as Tower T. What's going to happen there, Steve? Well, uh, Charlie, we are we, we plan to redevelop uh, the entire site. Um, you know, we're in the early stages of planning right now. We, we've engaged a, a local golf course architect, meeting with him this afternoon. We want to we keep that tradition, that legacy alive. Uh, a lot of great memories of Tower T., so definitely the driving range will be back, batting cages will be back, uh, at least a nine-hole golf course. We're trying to see how much we can fit on the land, you know, because we did not get, I think it was 10 or 11 acres right underneath the tower that was not part of this deal. Okay. And they're they're not available. Not available. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're going to make the best of it. I've, I've seen five-hole courses before. Yeah, we, we've heard of some courses that have gone to five and six holes, and maybe that's a trend in the golf community now. Uh-huh. Uh, so really, at this point, we're in the planning stage, so we're, we're looking at every possibility yeah. uh, for redeveloping. We want to make it accessible and approachable to, to everyone, whether you're going out for a date night or you're, you're a serious golfer that wants to work on their game. You know, I think uh, a lot of the appeal of the former Tower T, Charlie, was uh, that approachability Mike mentioned. I mean, you'd pull up and see maybe a Mercedes parked next to a pickup truck. So intimidation factor was not there, and that's what made it so great. How many months a year do you expect your operation to be open? Well, I think in some form, we're going to be a 12-month operation. You know, we're going to have some areas that are going to be accessible year-round. I mean, obviously, your your sweet spot is, uh, you know, in the summer, fall, spring months. But we're going to have something there available for some golf training or lessons Um, year-round. So indoors? uh, Don't know if it'll necessarily be full indoors, but some... uh, enclosed area, something that uh, we, we can have accessible to the, the serious golfer year-round to come and work on their game. With the driving range, are you thinking one level or multi-levels? Steve? Possibly multi-levels. We want to use the, the land uh, the best that we can. So sure. possibly that does mean a two-level driving range, but uh, we'll find out more this afternoon, I guess. You want to talk Tower T? You want to talk Tower T? We now flash forward to April 2020. Uh, Kevin's brother, Jack Demoff, just sent this in. You guys want to talk Tower T? God bless Buck Swope. Yeah. This was just posted on Tower T's uh, Facebook page. The weather has finally started to cooperate, and we are making great progress regarding course construction. The grading process continues as we begin to see the range and short game area take shape. There was special care given to adding proper drainage and basins on the range side of the facility to protect from any significant future water runoff issues. 
We hope the greens will begin to form over the next period of time as the goal be to grass the range, short game area, and course over the summer. In our infinite positivity, we had planned to open this fall. That aggressive timeline will not be possible due to many factors. As construction continues to progress, it will allow us to identify a new achievable target date, which will keep you posted. These are definitely extraordinary times we are living through. We hope everyone stays safe and healthy. That comes from Steve and Mike, Tower T. Nice. Good for Buck Swope. He got that done, didn't he? Yes, he did. He was one of the, the main cheerleaders that got it done. Yeah, that's a good really lesson what uh, citizens can do when they don't like a, a, a plan that's going in and they can rally together and talk to the uh, city council on a number of uh, different issues that they don't like about it. And there were signs all over that Higi Road area that people didn't want it there either. And they got it done. I, I wouldn't have given them much of a chance to do that, but they, they made it happen. And I think possibly, I think it was McBride and Sons that was going to build the community in there and i think they did they got tired of fighting the two and didn't want all the negative publicity they were just in there to try to build houses like they always do i don't think they were in it to create controversy or to make people upset and then when public opinion seemed to turn against them they said you know what we'll we'll go build somewhere else so it it seemed to work out for the residents there well you don't want to square off with buck swope you don't right no he'll talk you to death i mean the man can talk and when he gets going after a while he just say okay you win buck all right, you win. Timmy yeah, Tom nice. Tom expo- expressing great support. Buck Swope is a G damn American hero. Timmy Tom Tom with an endorsement. Yeah, I think a lot of people are very happy that that Buck got that done. I, so, I don't know that he was the only one, but he was he was right up there leading the charge. I know. You want to talk Tower T? You want to talk Tower T? We now flash forward to December 2021. You know yeah. what opens today? Uh, Outside of your legs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a hint of some kind? Initials T T, and I'm talking about T T boy. Turkey trot season. Tower T. Jackson shipped it. Tower T. This should be a celebration of Buck Swope. Well, stop. It should be. <laughs> he helped make that happen. Right, he made a speech. Green jacket. That's right. He was wearing the green jacket. He wore the green they were jacket. Like, and- wow, we got a guy from the <laughs> Masters. Right. Strolling around taking 10,000 pictures of us just sitting at a table. You want to talk Tower T? You want to talk Tower T? I think this should stay open. Thank you. I got it done. Here's what uh, Skip Berkmeyer, who is the second best amateur player in St. Louis next to me, texted me last night. Said, I am pretty sure Tower T opens tomorrow. Take a bow. Your show was a little part of that with your listeners. And I said, that's awesome, man. Buck Swope. Making magic. And he said, I can't believe how good it looks. I saw it. Uh, I know Skip uh, was in, involved uh, in a uh, friend of mine also who, I don't know what the right word to say, I, builds golf courses doesn't sound right. Golf Renovates. course architect. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, I think that's the official title. Designer. Because I think you can be a member of the P. Like the, Loyal listener, Drew Sellenreich, probably doesn't want people to know he listens. You can be like so a PGA bust my balls when I say it, but mm-hmm. I see it. I've Venmoed him enough money. I've got... Uh, I've got some equity. Okay. Takes a lot of cash from me. They still have the par three course there at Tower T? I'm assuming they do. Mm-hmm. It, when, I, when I was there with Drew, he was kind enough to, because my son's obsessed with uh, construction and trucks, just like his father. Yeah. And, uh, and Drew let him take a look at all that stuff. I'm like, man, this looks good already. And I've seen some pictures since, and it looks incredible. It, I mean, so not only is it 
reopening, but it is improved in a major way. Yeah, it's so awesome. You're listening to Swope's Picks on 105.7 HD2 FM and Swope'sPicks.com. And we're pleased now to be joined by Misty Plops. Plops, what's up? How you doing, Swope? Pleasure to be back on the show. I'm doing pretty well. So uh, we're talking Tower T. I know we we opened the episode with uh, an email that you had Doug read over the Masters theme back in, I think, April 2017. And uh, that kind of just sets the tone. You know, before any of this happened, Tower T was this just this, you know, kind of uh, middle class batting cage uh, driving range. But it was also a good facility. So uh, it was used by lots of people. Do you remember writing that email and uh, kind of what, what is your connection with, with Tower T going back before all of this drama? Absolutely. So I grew up, as my emails have probably told people, in the South County area. And as a kid in the 90s growing up here, baseball was my sport. I was a CYC baseball kid throughout the 90s. That's the sport I loved and that's what I wanted to spend my free time on. You know, when I was 10 to 17 years old and in the Melville Oakville area at that time, there weren't really any batting cages right here. You had to go to Tower T. That was the closest place for batting cages. And anybody that remembers those batting cages from back in the day, those were the superior batting cages. It's the arm style. You put the tokens in great batting cage. So I can't tell you how many times over the years, my dad drove me there, you know, to work on my hitting and uh, just have great memories of Tower T there. Of course, on the golf side of it, I'm not a big golfer, but the first time I ever played on a golf course uh, was with my dad. I was probably in junior high and we went and played Tower T. Right. And I've, as somebody who's not a golfer, um, you know, I, I could care less about spending $80 to go play around a golf somewhere when I'm a terrible golfer and don't have much interest in it. But for something like that, it's perfect to just go and mess around. So, I mean, that's the course that I've played more in my life than any other course. And uh, again, it's going back to awesome memories from my childhood, from my teenage years with either my dad or, you know, my friends. And when news broke that they were going to do what they were planning to do and just, you know, level that place at a point in time where it was still very, very popular and, uh, you know, being used more than ever, uh, it, it, it just shook me. It was like, I mean, even though I currently hadn't been going there, um, it was it was just messed up to see the way that things were looking like they were going to shake out. So yeah, I, I've lived outside of maybe three years uh, when I lived in U City and I guess when I was at, away at school, I've lived within, I think, 10 minutes of Tower T, give or take, for most of my life. My parents lived, uh, my dad would take me there, again, batting cages. Um, I think I had my best year at Little League the last year that they still had the pitching machines because my timing was down so well and my swing, I just, all, the, all that time in the batting cage, you know, you, you just learn how to hit off a robot. And then, uh, and then I, I would go to the driving range maybe once a year. You know, again, I'm not a big golfer either, but it is fun just to hit balls at the driving range, especially if you've got other friends that want to go. And, uh, so I, 
And again, you just kind of took it for granted. Like, oh, if I ever need to like get my game together, I know it's there for me. And then, it, and also I have kids where it's like, I want my kids to be able to go and, and learn how to hit and learn how to uh, golf there. And when this ca- this happened, um, I mean, I live closer now than I think I have in any other time in my life. I'm in Shrewsbury, just, uh, just north of it. And I was, I was upset. And I, I remember just, we were at the, the G8 summit. Uh, I know Doug, and Iggy might call it the Goob 11, but uh, the G8 Summit, it's it's uh, Dotem's uh, little just private gathering when he's in town. He'll have some of the uh, the heavy hitters over. Um, and we were out that, I think it was Monday, November 20th, uh, about a week after the the um, kind of article. It You know, remember they, they had um, postponed the hearing. Like originally there was going to be a hearing and we had two weeks notice and then they postponed the hearing release some PR, and then all of a sudden everyone's just supposed to forget about it. And I'm, I'm sure you can um, tell me what you remember about that night, but I was I, I remember getting very banty. I know you were there. Uh, Dotem was there. Cucky was there. Jennings was there. Janie the Lesbian was there. And it was like the more people that I talked to and the more we kind of discussed it, I, the more worked up, worked up I got about it. And I remember you and uh, I think it was Cucky kind of laughing at how banty I was getting. And uh, what do you what do you remember about that night? Uh, I I do remember that night very well, and it, exactly the way you described it. You started talking about it, and after a couple of minutes going on, you got more and more heated. And I think we were all right there with you, but where you are in a different category is you will fight this thing to the death. Whereas I will sit back and say, "What a bummer." That's stupid. I don't. I don't like what they're doing. You are scheduling yourself an Uber ride to the town hall meeting. That's what I love about you is that uh, when something strikes you like this, or or even TMA in general, that you become passionate about, you take it to a level that most people are not capable of taking it. And in the case of this, uh, that that crazed passion that I saw that night snowballed into you and some others following your lead, essentially saving Tower T. So yeah, so really what happened, uh, I, I couldn't sleep that like around that time. I remember just laying in bed being upset about it and I couldn't sleep. And so I, I didn't think I was going to actually be able to, I mean, this was like what ended up happening uh, as we'll get to, it was like an unbelievable outcome. What I really wanted to be able to sit, think is I went out fighting, I did what I could, and I don't have any regrets, you know, a year from now when it's gone, if and when it's gone, at least I will have known I did everything I could. And um, there, there won't be any like, oh, I should have done more. You know, that sucks. I, I'll be able to sleep at night knowing that I fought for it. So I ended up calling into TMA uh, later that week, I guess the, the day before Thanksgiving. And then uh, I made a little uh, sewed, you know, a, a YouTube fan page sewed, kind of editing different stuff together, editing some of Doug's hot take about it. And uh, that was kind of the launch of my uh, my campaign. And then there were other people that were, had been working on different angles of it. And I want to talk about Michael Burton, who at the time was just a, I don't know what his official uh, title was, but he was not like an elected official or anything. He's currently now a state representative in the Missouri House. He flipped a seat or, or beat an incumbent, subsequently using this to his uh, campaign advantage. But he was organizing. He was organizing in the neighborhoods there. And there was another woman, Terry was her name. Um, last last name begins with a P. I can't, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. But she 
Um, they had all of the people that lived within with the radius that if you got enough signatures, then you could force a supermajority to, to pass. So if they had 25%, not of the residents, but 25% of the land within a certain amount. So some of these would be houses, some of these would be business owners or whatever, but they, they were on top of that. They were also recruiting people to come to those meetings every week. And I started going. And I mean, the first one or two I went to, it was, I didn't say anything. I just kind of observed, which I think is a good strategy. If you're going to speak at these things, go and watch a couple of them to kind of get a feel for how they go. And it's less intimidating. Um, so yeah, I started getting involved and in speaking at these county council meetings and calling into TMA and editing the episode, editing the little videos. And I think I breathed life into Michael Burton and the others campaign and they were they were like you got to come out tonight we need we need you to you know i would give them a boost and then they would fight on their end so it wasn't like any one person saved it it was basically a lot of people dedicating a lot of nights to make our voices heard and try and rally enough support i know uh, also it was also around the time stenger there was a lot of also a lot of angst around stenger which i'm sure uh, i'm sure you remember that so the thing that was going through my mind for about a, a year there while this whole thing was playing out was I didn't think there was any chance that it was going to be saved, especially considering that the place actually did close down and, you know, they started tearing stuff up. I mean, they, I think it was for show, but they moved some, you know, construction trailers and stuff like that in there to, I think, kind of get their point across that, you know, sorry, this is a done deal. I mean, it's, it, it's gone. Even if it wanted to come back, it can't. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't think anybody was was going to be able to save it, but the optics, the way that they handled this, the the political side, was just so bizarre and sneaky, and it just had it just left such a bad taste in my mouth that at the least, I wanted the people who were behind these shady maneuvers to be exposed to some degree. Right, right. To, to know that, you know, you're you're sneaking around in the shadows to get these deals done, and you're the people in your community clearly don't want it. Um, you need to be exposed. You you were elected into your position to work for these people, and they couldn't be any more vocal about not wanting this. So what are you doing? What, what are you doing now? Why are you acting this way? Yeah, so I got a bit, little bit of a timeline here. So yeah, you mentioned the uh, them tearing stuff down and all that. That that didn't happen until March of 2019. So here's kind of the, the chronology. So they announce it's going to close in November 2017. Then they get an eight-month run to kind of the farewell tour. They have that concert, and then they have an auction. And the, a lot of this, again, this was just... PR to get everybody looking at, hey, look, we closed. We had, you know, there's basically in everyone's mind, this is over. Now, again, the people that have really been paying attention know they haven't got their rezoning. They're basically cynically um, closing it down prematurely. They've kind of greased all the right wheels to get what they think. They've greased all the right wheels to keep people from really fighting this. There's a few people in the neighborhood, but I guess the calculation was by um, whoever was involved that if we, w you know, if we just close it down, people forget about it and we'll be able to, we'll have less trouble getting it passed later. I really think if they would have just gone for it in November, 2017, I don't think there was any stopping them. 
You know, a bunch of people would have would have showed up to that meeting and they would have pulled the bandaid off. They had all of their their guys, you know, Stenger and Pat Dolan and whoever else in power. They probably get that passed if they really cram it through. But because they waited, they actually allowed the resistance to, you know, gain momentum. And some of their guys started taking on uh, criticism. And so then. I, t- I held Pat Dolan accountable in late June. No, in uh, it was July, I think. And then he got, I think three weeks after my little mini-sode aired, he lost his re-election to Lisa Clancy by like 21 points. Uh, now, it was a three-way race. Michael Burton was in there too, but he had dropped out at the, la- you know, at the 11th hour and endorsed Clancy as kind of, which those never work. Those like run as the third candidate and then drop out and cut a deal with the, those almost never work, but Michael Burton played it perfectly because he ultimately got hit, the guy that he wanted to lose out of there. I, we were all worried, oh, he's going to be a spoiler and, and Dolan's going to get reelected with like 40%. But what he ended up getting like less than 40 and Clancy had well over 50. So it really, it really, that, that was really what swung, I really think, that was a major event that swung the momentum. When Pat Dolan lost his reelection that thoroughly, it kind of set the tone that there are going to be political ramifications for anyone who wants to go along with this. Now, they might still be able to cram it through, but it is suddenly a little bit more tough spot. And then so what they do is they wait until Clancy's in office and then she was trying to find a win-win solution. And I give her credit for that. I thought Clancy really did handle this a very difficult situation about as well as she could have. So in March, they, they close, they buy the land without getting it rezoned and they being McBride. And then they put up their dumpsters, their, their trailer. Now, I don't know. I think they put up dumpsters. I don't know if they put up trailers, but they put up a sign that said coming soon. And they had to take that down because it hadn't been approved yet. But um, they, they still, yeah, they put up their dumpsters and they tore everything down. And again, this was all just to get people to think it's over. There's no reason to fight it. Even if you, even if you can come up with this 4.7 million, which so McBride releases a PR statement after not saying anything for six months since it closed or more than six months at that point, maybe nine months after not saying anything, they finally come out and say, okay, we've gone ahead and bought it. We didn't get it rezoned, but we've gone ahead and bought it. And if someone wants to buy us out to reopen tower T, they've got 30 days, 4.76 million, go for it. But it was like, they even that, they did it in a way where it was almost, I don't know this for a fact, but I assume that was some sort of terms with Clancy, where in order to get Clancy to endorse the project, they had to show nobody was going to come along and reopen it. It was almost like she was forcing them to play by slightly different rules than they would have had to play by if it was Pat Dolan. And then after a month after that, that no one had come along. And Clancy, to her credit, was holding the town hall meetings. The first one, a ton of people came. I'd say about 90 to 95% were against the project. And there were a few people there that were like, we want new houses in Afton, which was a very, you know, fine argument to make. But it was overwhelmingly people were against it. But at the second one, that, that was in March. At the next one, the tone had changed. And it was almost like they, it was Lisa Clancy and I think it was Gail Choate with planning and zoning. It was almost like they were preparing us to be disappointed and they were like, well, let's say this does go through. What concessions do you want us to ask for? And you're like, wait, what just happened here? Why, how, why, why all of a sudden are we acting like just because no one's come, just because they gave someone 30 days to buy them out, why are we acting like there's no, you know, like that's an adequate time or why, why do they all of a sudden just get it now just because um, they've, manip- you know, they've manipulated this whole process. And now just because no one buys them out in 30 days, now all of a sudden they're going to get it. So it got a little contentious. And then, um, so I did not feel great. I did not feel great about where things were as April turned into May. 
in 2019. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I think it was May 19th around there, the news comes out that uh, these two gentlemen, they both have ties to Afton and I think they both have ties to Scott Trade or what used to be Scott Trade. And uh, I know I have a friend of mine who, who knew them both from Scott Trade. They're going to acquire it. They're going to rebuild it. Batting cages are back. Driving range is back. Golf course is back. Mini golf is back. It's all, they're bringing it all back. They're going to do foot golf as well. And it's like, nobody saw this coming. This was complete. These guys are just angels who came down and saved it. And I'm sure the developers couldn't believe it either because they thought, you know, no one's going to actually come along and, and offer us 4.7 million for this. But I think at that point, they had no choice but to sell because for one thing, even though they didn't necessarily get refunded all their money they had spent on the project, they did get their money back that they put into the land. And at that point, I wasn't sure they were going to get it. They probably weren't going to get a rezone. So they were, they were just sitting on land that, that was going to be dead weight for them. So at that point, they just had to, and they also probably didn't want the negative publicity anymore. Um, so, so that was essentially how it all came, how it all came through. I don't know. I don't know how closely you followed it when it was going on. Yeah, it's, you know, dates better than anybody on the planet. So I, I will go along with everything you said, but yeah, I mean, just to echo what I said earlier, I, I didn't think there was any chance in the world of that place coming back after it was officially closed for a good amount of time. I looked at it like a lot of people were looking at it, like, okay, here's the new Crestwood Mall site, you know, level it, and now it's just going to sit there and grow four-foot-tall weeds and be nothing for years because the community can't figure out what to do. You know, they've dug their own grave with this thing, but, yeah, thank goodness these two gentlemen came along and saw that the community was really into this and said, hey, we're looking for a business opportunity. Let's do this. The people around it will love it so let's just do it yeah and and that's awesome it's great to see a business pop up in that sort of way yeah i mean i've i've been there uh maybe a dozen times since they reopened uh i think they reopened in december a lot of parents teaching their kids how to hit the ball at the driving range how to swing the bat in the batting cages and it's just i every time i go there it's uh it's pretty it's pretty crowded so it's good it's great to see so many people come out and support it I do, before I let you go, I do, you know, this is, uh, the show of, the show of record when it comes to covering, um, covering Joshua. And, uh, you know, we've, we've, uh, on a few different other, on a few different other sodes, I've had guests on that had some, some sort of Joshua update. It's kind of like finding Bigfoot. And I remember you had something that you had, had turned me on to. I guess Beer Cats on a previous episode had talked about Joshua trying to get him to cash a check for $3,000 and like at like 11 PM and how he was going to get to keep 1200 of the, of the 3000 if he could just do it. I mean, obviously, you know, Joshua does not, you know, think he, he thinks everyone is as stupid as he is, but, um, and then you, you at some point let me know about something even more, uh, ridiculous. Uh, what, what do you, what do you, what did you find out about Joshua? Yeah, I got sent down a rabbit hole after a conversation online with Beer Cats as he was kind of explaining this scam that Joshua allegedly tried to uh, prey upon him with. Like you said, hey, can you – a situation just popped up. Can I get you to cash this check? Uh, it's it's $3,000. You didn't give me $3,000. I'll let you keep 700 or whatever the case was. And it's just a, it, it's a petty thief scam 
that he tried to get Bearcats with uh, maybe even twice. I, I think he may have even thrown two different versions of that scam at him over the course of a couple of months. But anyway, I got looking into it. I was able to find out his real name, which I'm not going to say, and uh, did a little search and found some articles with his picture. He looks quite different than in the music videos. To where he had been arrested, and I'm saying arrested, I, I don't know whatever came of these things, it's probably still hung up in the courts, but he was arrested for basically a, a fraud scheme. He was out selling these uh, like uh, LED display signs like you would see out in front of a business advertising what they've got on sale this week. These LED display signs that, you know, run in the, you know, ten to twenty thousand dollars. He was selling them to businesses around Missouri and then never delivering. So he would take I don't know if he would take all the money or take a, a nice fat deposit and then vanish. And then he would prey upon somebody else and prey upon somebody else. And there were uh, multiple complaints about him and he he was arrested for for fraud i guess it was um yeah so, so it was i've always just been fascinated with the guy i'm fascinated with interesting characters and it doesn't get much more interesting than this guy and, and sometimes these interesting characters that i find myself briefly obsessed with are not great people you know they are they they, they do some some questionable things, um, but it was it's just fascinating, man. You just wonder, like, how did he get associated with Jaquan? What? How did that whole thing come about? What was the relationship with him and Jaquan? Uh, did he actually pay somebody to make those music videos? What was? Who who was backing this music career? Because he, he has some. I mean, even though they look ridiculous, those music videos are shot with you know great camera equipment they are very professionally edited they look legit if you swap in a different artist right. you know i mean those, those are probably ten thousand dollar videos <laughs> how did he get these done you know what i mean it's it's just a just a tale of an interesting man yeah 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 well i i don't know if we'll ever have jaquan on to get his uh to get his side of it i think uh i believe it was frank ernst had uh had questioned Jaquan about it, or at least mentioned something about it at, uh, at Rhonda's over there, uh, on page. And, uh, and Jaquan <laughs> and Frank Ernst told this story at TMA Live, and, and Jaquan just looked like he had been shot and just had, he like got up and left the room and he like had to, he had to like collect himself. <laughs> he had like, Frank Ernst had just reminded him about like his lowest point. I think that was probably Jaquan's lowest point was, uh, the Joshua debacle. <laughs> So I don't, I don't know that story. So somebody ran into Jaquan. Yes, and yes, yes. Uh, a fan page member and a TMA Live attendee who goes, uh, I don't think it's his real name, but Frank Ernst is his uh, Facebook name. And uh, he had uh, told, he told the story on TMA Live. So it's, it's out there. But yeah, he had, he had seen Jaquan at Rhonda's. And he, I think he walked, I, I got to go back and re, re listen to it, but I think he walked in kind of like he owned the place, just throwing dollars in the air. Like he was ready to make it rain. And then, um, Frank Ernst asked him about Joshua and it, and it just, it just all of a sudden 180 changed his, his mood. And he just started shaking his head and, uh, like almost like, why you got to bring that up? You know? <laughs> wow. Was, so for uh, anybody, I, I suspect there's people listening that, 
have no idea what Rhonda's is, so <laughs> let me catch you up real quick. I, I was there one time when I was probably tw uh, 20 or 21. I was there with uh, a bunch of radio people, coincidentally, and it's a strip mall strip club in St. Louis that is not allowed to do fully nude. So there's pasties or whatever, or sometimes they're just in bikinis. And the time I went, it was uh, just very, very bizarre. I remember there was one, quote, dancer mingling about doing her thing, and she must have sustained an injury fairly recently because she was in a enormous knee brace, like the kind that goes from mid-shin to mid-thigh. But she was still up there doing her thing. God playing hurt. She was playing hurt. So, uh, yeah, I, I wonder if I don't even know if they're still open. I mean, I don't. I don't get down that stretch of page as often as I'd like to. But uh, it would be interesting to see if uh, I'm not even sure if they're still open. But yeah, that I do remember hearing that story. There's just again, if you just start peeling back the layers of Joshua and all of the other people that he's associated with, it just goes in the most bizarre directions. And uh, I just I wanted to get. Catch up on that uh, while I had you on. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. And like I said, everything about him is I, – I, it's been a while since I took that deep dive. I don't remember if that was even if, – if Joshua is even his real name. I'm kind of thinking it's not. I don't think it um, is. No. I, I knew it. I knew it at a time. I'd have to go back through my messages. But yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to put it out. There. You, people can find it. It's uh, if you search for. If let me tell you, if you search the YouTube clips, I think in one of the threads, his name is in there. So you can find it if you look for it. There you go. Well, thanks for having me back on Swope. You're doing the Lord's work, and we all appreciate it. All right, thanks, Plops. Uh, see you around. You're listening to Swope's Picks on 105.7 HD2 FM. And SwopesPicks.com. Swope here, reminding you that all episodes of Swope's Picks are available for download at SwopesPicks.com. You can also find Swope's Picks on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Once again, I'd like to thank Misty Plops for joining us. Oh, get on with it, muff. Get on with it, muff. Oh, get on with it, muff. Thank you for listening to Swope's Picks. Enjoy the mesh. Someone's getting cucked. Someone's getting cucked. Someone's getting cucked. You know, we had a party. Everybody left, and it's me and him. We're in the hot tub doing bumps. Hey, guys. What's going on? Just hanging dong. Hey, I'm getting what I want. I'm getting sex from this younger guy. Or I think you start out with an orgy with five guys. Uh, there were these, like, little blonde boys dancing on, like, the bar. <laughs> like, little guys. Hey! <laughs> I'm single. I'd take a run at him. But I'm in love with these two guys. Uh. And now you're having sex with buddies and friends and you get to see him naked for the first time. Tags. I walked in, he's got, he's, he's got all his clothes off and he's just he's squatting over the rug taking a poo. <laughs> I, I, I'm too nervous. I'm just going to crank one out here in the corner by the piano and be done. Someone's getting cucked. It was actually my wife who suggested I satisfy my needs with men. <laughs> What's on the docket for today? Uh, probably ass boy. Hey! I shaved my balls for this. Doug, I want your ass. Touch tongues with your anus. <laughs> That's a toughie.
Well, I wonder how it feels like inside of me. Yeah, stick it in me bum. I want to be balls deep. You're welcome to sit on my lap whilst I wear some crotchless jorts and really punish your slop sleeve? I have to say, that's got to be a hell of a roast beef sandwich you've got down south. There have been some great players that have come through this ballpark. Someone's getting cucked. How many cucks are going on here? Best cams, fun, hot boys, 18 plus. <laughs> you know, if I didn't have the mustache, I would be full-blown lesbian. Nice breast. My hump, my hump. My lovely lady lump. Check it out. Four, please. Now squirting. <laughs> Someone's getting cucked. Go out there and get inside someone. Doug, I want to get in your pants. My sphincter did what now? Craig Conroy was over there smashing va. Boner. If you want a threesome, foursome, or a moresome, that's the type of guy that you need on your side. Oh, no. What did you do? And he said she farted on him. Oh. He said she farted. Oh. And he was the cuckold. <laughs> all right, we're done. None of us had sex, but we all came.